Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Lembit Opic on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back. Lembit Opic here for another hour. Two hours down, one to go. But fear not, I'll be back again tomorrow morning as well from 0900 to midday GMT, UTC, if you don't like the Empire. And uh, you can get involved as well. Go to the tntradio.live site. You can get involved in the chat, which has been really lively. A lot of comments, uh, which I'll come to in just a moment, uh, about the American situation, Donald Trump and so forth. And quite a lot of chat about uh, what we've been discussing earlier as well uh, with uh, the Reverend Kai Dua, who many think should be a contestant in the reality uh, song show. Uh, He's been talking about the problems of migration, which cause issues for mainstream politicians all over the world. In a moment, I'll be speaking to Ollie Nelkin. He's a UK uh, film producer, film director, actually. Uh, he's a jack of all trades when it comes to the media, and he lives outside the traditional legacy bubble of state-sponsored mainstream conformist media, you know, the kind that tell you what to think rather than the facts and encourage you to think for yourselves. The exact opposite, indeed, of what we do here at today's News Talk TNT. Uh, we'll talk to him in just a moment. I just want to highlight two things which really set the scene for what we're going to discuss with Ollie Nelkin. The first one is something which incenses me. Over the last couple of days, I've seen on the UK state-sponsored media outlet, the BBC, uh, that uh, global warming has exceeded 1.5 Celsius across an entire year. In the panic-stricken articles, it says that all kinds of evils have occurred on uh, to the climate on account of human intervention. My own climate internally was brought to the boil when I watched this ridiculous interview, what's called a one plus three one interviewer and three interviewees talking about what this would mean for the world, this 1.5 increase since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. I won't name names. I'm not really here to promote those people, nor indeed that station. But I have to tell you, what I listened to wasn't just visible. It was unscientific claptrap. One of the senior spokespeople paid a fortune, no doubt, by that station to pontificate to the rest of us about the evils of human intervention on the climate, said as if it was a matter of fact. Of course, human beings generate huge amounts of carbon dioxide, and he associated that with this presumed increase in temperature. Nobody questioned him why, because the other two guests on that particular interview were on the same side. So let me summarize. The interviewer did absolutely nothing to challenge the claims made either in the title of the subject area, which was that uh, temperatures had increased by 1.5 Celsius since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, nor to challenge the thinking and statements of any of the other three guests. What does that mean? What it means is that particular station wants you to assume that there is no alternative view. I put it to you. Number one, that the 1.5 Celsius increase is just fatuous nonsense. We've been coming out of a little ice age for exactly the same length of time that it's been getting warmer. It's not going to get colder when you're coming out of an ice age. Secondly, the unquestioning belief that we human beings have wrecked the climate are causing the warming is as arrogant as assuming that 
The Earth is at the center of the universe. Remember that one? Various individuals, astronomers who had the temerity to suggest that the Earth orbits the sun were put to the stake, were forced to renounce these heinous claims as being totally counter to the conformist religions of the time. My friends, that's what's happening now with the old legacy media and people who dare to challenge the uh, zeitgeist to challenge this conformist view are cancelled. Why? Because they don't really have a serious argument against it. Worst of all, the individuals I'm talking about fly round the world to report on a flood here, a drought there, a snowstorm in another place, or a heat wave in the fourth, as if it's so important for them to show us these things that their own carbon dioxide emissions don't just don't count. More than anything else, I'm willing to accept people who want to be wrongheaded about science, but when they preach it to us whilst not practicing what they preach, it sticks in my throat. I suggest to you that we are now seeing a schism between the old legacy media, often state-sponsored, and the new media, which has the liberty when it chooses to express this courage to tell it like it is. You don't have to agree with me that there is no climate crisis, but I demand that you accept we have the right to debate all sides. I insist that in a free country and in a free society, I have the right to tell you things that you think are wrong, and you do not have the right to silence my opportunity to say it. In essence, that is the nature of free speech. That's what TNT exists and thrives to promote. My prediction is this, that as we head into a new era of media and perhaps the decline and fall of the old legacy media, those amongst us who have the energy and the willingness to think for ourselves will see through this facade of nonsense designed primarily to control us rather than to protect us and will call it out for what it is, an attempt to redefine a new kind of neoscience which does not accord with physics or the facts, but rather with the convenience of the World Economic Forum and those who hang on to its coattails for their authority and their wealth. When Klaus Schwab, a very senior member of the WEF, told us that we shall be able to own nothing and yet be happy, I would respond, what is your net wealth? If you've got something to say about any of that, then go to the tntradio.live site and have your view. Perhaps, Klaus, if you're listening, you want to push back. I promise you, you'll find a phone number. Call in. I'll give you the rest of this show. Apologies to Ollie if you do call in and you can have your statements and you can have your science and you can have your defense. I only promise one thing. I will challenge you on the facts if you do call in or if your representative calls in and I will let the audience decide not dressing up my opinions for facts, nor facts for opinions. All of that is the essence of free speech here on today's News Talk TNT. It's the stuff. It's that division people are talking about. And that cluelessness that they want to push. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. We move on to a man who is never knowingly undersold when it comes to free speech and independence of thought. Uh, a man with a pedigree as long in the media as his hair. If you're not watching it, then you need to now get onto TNT television and see what I'm talking about. It's Ollie Nelkin. 
a man I've known for uh, some years. Ollie, how are you? Very well, thanks, David. Very well. How are you? Very well, actually. Very pleased. You don't sound. Have you just got up? You don't sound very energetic. I, it, I've I've had various late nights in the past. My 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 uh my schedule is dictated by opportunity rather than um a timetable. You know what? I absolutely love that. And I know that that's a spontaneous comment, as you are indeed a spontaneous person. In other words, you've been partying. Well, yeah, I suppose. But the, the, the main insight about having long hair, I've learnt it at least well, twice, is that it's, it takes a lot longer to grow it than it does to cut it. And so it's, it's, it don't cut your, if you have long hair, don't cut it in a fit of peak because it takes about six months of regret. Because it's like a six month or maybe like an eight or nine month period where it, the haircut length doesn't make any sense because it's neither long nor short. But you've got to power through that and then you can look this stupid. <laughs> you know, you remind me of a character called Chance played by Peter Sellers in a film called Being There. Uh, he's a gardener and he makes comments about gardening and people think they're tremendously profound. In the end, the inference is that he becomes president of the United States. That could be your trajectory, not to be president of the US because you weren't born there. But who knows? Right. With that kind well, of insight, you, know, yeah. you could become a great guru. He's a, he's a, 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 a Voltairean gardener of politics. Do you know I mean? Dig your own garden. Isn't that what Condeed says in, in, in that? I'm pretty impressed yeah. that you remember it too. A man of your age knows one of that, those great films. Actually, well, you got you it. Go on. Sorry, Lambert, carry on. I was going to say, if you were wearing a smock now, you would look like a great prophet. And if you stood on top of Hampstead Hill at sunset with the sun behind you, you could get followers, disciples well, even. <laughs> I wish I was making more of a profit as an independent filmmaker. That's all I say. Perhaps I should subscribe to some MSM uh, uh, um, <laughs> guidelines. <laughs> well, what a beautiful segue, as we call it, into the subject matter. I I, I oh, admire yeah. you. And I could tell, let me reassure viewers and listeners, this is not scripted, by the way. It's impossible to script anything with Ollie, because I know he has a narrative, and therefore we don't need to script the words. Tell no, us about... Read. <laughs> no, you just can't be bothered. You just can't be bothered. Who needs words? Who needs to read words when you can when you can manufacture them uh, through the yeah, elegance of the spoken word? Uh, well, I've got, me... I've... go on. No, okay. Well, no, no, no. You, you, you carry on, but you carry on. And I want to know. You got to. I've got. You're about to make a confession or a revelation. Let's hear that. Well, no, I've ask got. I've got some words I could read to you. Go on. And it's from the Blind Safety Act. Go on then. And it's. It says, so I, I got this from a, a website called Zero Hedge. And um, the, re the recently signed Online Safety Act brands the publication of false information, information a criminal offence punishable by up to a year in prison. Okay, there's there's a, okay, that makes, that's a thing. Okay, spreading lies should be, you know, dis, disencouraged. Okay, that's, oh. that makes sense. Um, now, if you take a look at section 179, making it illegal to publish false information with intent to cause harm, it says, thou shalt not publish false information. But then if you look at section 80, it exempts all mainstream media outlets from this new law. That's the Online what? Safety Act. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's marking your own homework. Again, like, like last time we talked about with the regulation of the banks, it's um, the... The, the establishment marks its own homework, which is why it maintains its um, uh, position as the establishment, I would argue. So 
that's we, we got into this faster than I, I meant to we will talk about what you do just after the break then let's just stick with this for a minute you're saying that it's a criminal act for me to uh get a loudspeaker which is a form of media and stand in oxford street in the middle of london telling people that there's a climate crisis but if the bbc spreads that lie they're allowed to if you're a main if you're a mainstream media outlet under the um, online safety act bill you are exempt from punishment for spreading false information according to this article on zero hedge was this originally drafted around 1933 in berlin <laughs> um it's i think it's just it, it i think it, it it stems from the fact that i my my current hypothesis hypothesis is that the economy and the, therefore the media is downstream of the m3 money supply and the m3 money supply is the printing is, is central bank printed money and so which doesn't really exist outside of the blob it comes from and so all of that economic effort that is incentivized by printed money goes in to reinforce the same blob and so if you're in an economy that is fueled by printed money then you get these strange feedback loops that don't make any sense outside of a self-justifying system which is marking your own homework in in a, on a, in a different axis in, in in the next part of the show i want to really talk about the definition of mainstream media and it's become even more pressing that we discuss that ollie but let me understand what you're telling me i have i thought i had a reasonable grasp of this horrendous piece of authoritarian uh state oppression the the online safety bill which is anything except other than um securing our freedom of speech but you're saying that they've actually built into the legislation the opportunity to defend the right for whatever the the mainstream media is to lie to us while suppressing the right of others to call out those lies because essentially all the state has to say is these people are lying the the outsiders the outliers are lying and the mainstream media media is telling the truth as long as you're a recognized news publisher you cannot commit offense and an offense under section 179. that's Incredible. what that's what this article says that is absolutely stunning and i wonder why I mean, is it is this mainstream media well, that, that's, what I, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. I want to explore that exact thought after uh, the break, but, uh, but because uh, I think that uh, that's wherein lies the test, that wherein, that's wherein um, is their massive problem. But before we go yeah. into that, uh, Ollie, you're, a, uh, you're a, a very deep thinker and you've been looking at the online safety bill. Do you think that the politicians who passed this approved it in ignorance or with intent if i'm being kind i would say ignorance ignorance of their own position in this system that marks its own homework but if i was being rude or you know if i was not being nice i would say 
they're 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 stupid. <laughs> so I don't think it's I don't think anybody's intending to get anybody else angry. I think it's just I think it's yeah it's it's no stupidity is the a, a, a strong too strong a word, but it's it in. I don't think anybody would sign that with their right head on, and if you're if you've got too much pressure on you through whatever reason, then you'll you'll make rash decisions. And I think the the blob in which this stuff comes out of is in such a state of. I don't think it is being led. The scary thing is that no one's in charge. It's it's almost reassuring to believe that you know Klaus Schwab is in charge, but he's not. It's just like a weather system of. It's like yeah, is anybody in charge of the weather? Well, maybe the sun contributes more than the in the magnetism of the planet. It's just a massive weather system of uh, of, of of influence and. And I think the scariest thing is no one's in charge rather than anyone is to blame. Hold that thought, Ollie. Uh, I want to explore the very question that you asked before. What is the definition of the mainstream media and is TNT mainstream media? Uh, your okay. views is welcome as well. I, I haven't had a chance to talk about your uh, comments because... I always find Ollie fascinating. Do go to tntradio.livechat and have your say. I'll read as many of those out as I can uh, in a moment. I'm going to try and grasp the difficult nettle without getting stung of defining what is mainstream media, I suspect. We might be hitting a brick wall with that one. Have your say also. Whatever your views, perhaps you are mainstream media, then get in touch. I'll read out your messages. And you wouldn't do the same for me, but I'm not bitter about that. See you in a few minutes right here on TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, fluoridated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. government is proposing a law known as the hate speech bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy. This law will have uncertain effects on artistic and musical expression. It could stifle the activity of public campaigning on political and civil issues and also curtail speech relating to topics about religion, ethnicity, sex and gender. You could even be jailed for possessing documents, cartoons or memes on your devices, even if you never read them or intended on sharing them. Mere possession could make you a criminal under this law. Help stop this law. Visit www.freespeechireland.ie 
forward slash take action to bin the hate speech bill. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back. And we're going to stick to that free speech discussion right now with Ollie Nelkin, one of my favorite independent film producers anywhere in, in Europe, in fact. Uh, before we go back to Ollie, let me read some of the comments you're making in the effervescent chat today. Go to tntradio.live if you want to be involved. Also, you'll find the phone numbers if you want to call in. Klaus Schraub, you haven't called in yet. Where are you? Come on. It's afternoon where you are now. You've got time to, to give me a call, justify yourself, but maybe you gave away your phone because you own nothing now. But I doubt that. Uh, here's a few comments. Uh, Jane Black says, just tuned in and missed most of the Sinn Féin uh, part of, uh, of the establishment thing. Jane, fear not. Next week, I'm hoping to get a Sinn Féin uh, member of parliament. Uh, we're in negotiations with uh, her at the moment. Hopefully, she'll come in. Uh, you'll be able to have your say. She'll probably be on next Sunday. No promises yet. We're talking to their people. Uh, lovely person, by the way. Uh, and uh, she's very honest as well. Uh, Ed says, small country, small population, very easy to control and survey. Well, economic forum very much is in control uh, about Ireland, that is. Uh, Hemingway says, I threw some butter into a frying pan. And you know what? It went and melted. Global warming in it. Good point. Well made. Uh, 29 said, oh, that's too long. It's very complicated what you're saying, Dono. Um, you're talking about bugs, I think. There's a separate debate about flu and bugs and so on. Uh, Madrid says there is no climate crisis. I second that emotion. You could have your own show on TNT like that. Holly says, and I'm going to read this one out really slowly. Doing an excellent, excellent job today, Lembert. I'm clearing out the garage, so not chatting a lot. How much old paint? Don't throw it away, Holly. But as soon as you throw it away, you'll realize you wanted that color. As soon as you, if you, as long as you keep it, you'll never want to use it. Uh, uh, Blut und Boden says, Blut und Boden says, it was hotter for longer during 1976 in the UK, causing a drought. So Parliament passed the Drought Act 1976. Did you know they also had a minister for drought? And the week he was appointed, it started to rain. He did his job, but his reward was never to become a minister again. Uh, awful lot of stuff going on there. One more from Jane Black. Zero uh, Net zero equals ending the means of production. Communist manifesto. That's it. No other argument required. Communitarianism. communitarianism the rights of the community, not the individual. Absolutely agree. Quite a lot of talking about cleaning out garages today. That's your fault, Holly. And uh, who's Ivor Black? Uh, Ed, you'll have to explain that one. Uh, and just keep your calls and comments going. Jane says, I will tune in for sure. Great. Yes, do. Uh, I really hope that uh, we can get that Sinn Féin Member of Parliament next week. Uh, and one last one. This takes us neatly back to Ollie. Wood uh, on Borden says, in mainstream media, really state media, considering uh, is mainstream media, really state media, considering they are protected from spreading misinformation in the online safety bill. Ollie, that's where we left off. Uh, Let's start with the question that you asked and I was going to ask you, what does it mean to be mainstream media in your forensic analysis of the online safety bill in the UK, which is a terrible, terrible piece of legislation It protects no one wasn't necessary because crime was already illegal. Did you find any definition of what mainstream media was? Um, uh, I think that's um, I think if you've got a license to broadcast under Ofcom, that would be a definition. So, um, yeah, so, uh, 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 but I think I, and I, my understanding, and I haven't read the Ofcom regulations, but my understanding is that it's a bit like dri a driver's license. You can, you can operate the machinery of a car, 
with or without a driver's license. It's just if you want to use the roads that are maintained by the taxpayer, then you need to abide by the laws of the road. So, you know, you Ayrton Senna is very good, was very good at driving very fast, but those sorts of driving skills aren't appropriate for the, the public road. Because the, the purpose of a public road is transport rather than racing. Racing is more exciting and perhaps more interesting, more, more insightful about like the human condition, whereas transport is about getting from A to B. Except uh, so, with, the so, except, with the exception of cycling, where they can go as fast as they like, break 20 mile an hour speed limits, go through red lights, uh, knock over old ladies on the pavement, and apparently they're saving the environment. So maybe that's the exception, but maybe that's just me venting my personal frustration ollie well i, I think the the, the cycle what's interesting about cyclists especially in camden where i live in london um you you get in camden high street there's one lane for cars and then there's the the bus lane which are not allowed in without paying a 60 quid fine and then and then you've got the pavement with a bus stop on it but in between the bus stop and the bus lane is the cycle lane and so i don't know whose whose idea this is but it's really stupid <laughs> and then the it's other best... thing about the, the road sorry sorry no, sorry I'm, no, I'm, go on I'm, I'll, I'll let you have this digression we'll come back to mainstream media and I'm, okay. I'm indulging you because you're a man after my own heart carry on all right well the um so i i, I drive myself i drive myself around town and um, occasionally when I need to. But I, I realised, I was driving my friend through Camden the other day and I realised I can't get from one side of Camden to the other side of Camden without a sat-nav because invariably the directions of the roads have changed and, you know, there's a no left turn here, there's a cycle lane only there, pedestrians only at this time of day, and there's a camera and you will get a £65 fine unless you unless you follow whatever your phone says because you can't you can't remember which way the roads work anymore so it's almost like a, a dazzle it's a dazzle technique to get to dissuade people from using the roads with cars it's like you know the dazzle camouflage on world war one yeah. warships yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. Yeah. it's like zigzag bang ding bonk and and you can't tell where the ship ends and the horizon starts well that's how the roads of the like the the urban road road systems become as a car driver you can't navigate them without incurring a fine it seems to me though that uh that's exactly what they're doing with the on-air safety bill as well online safety bill because they're now making it uh into a byzantine structure where if you're working for the state media to use one example you can go on and tell absolute lies about the human contribution to climate change but then if I'm on a non-mainstream media outlet and point out that it's it's physically, scientifically impossible for human-generated carbon dioxide to do what these complete idiots on the mainstream media claim, then I could be the one who's prosecuted because the mainstream media will go off and bleat to the government saying, oh, look what these people said. They've said that we're telling lies and they're the liars. That's essentially where we could be yeah so so it's it's their word against yours but but then but then also yeah the, the the word science has has um sort of 
all the, the, the meaning of words is, is is has dissolved somewhat over the last over this sort of period of political correctness in terms of climate and whatever the current thing is and uh, what something i've heard people say um who don't want to you know upset the apple cart is oh i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist i can't really say it oh i can't it's it's a get out of of confronting the issue and i would argue that that is a dereliction of anyone's intellectual duty because to 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 say i am not a scientist is well if you have ever run yourself a bath and dipped your toe in the water to see if it's too hot or not then i would argue you are applying the scientific method so you are a scientist you have the ability to test and adjust the inputs and outputs of your like informational environment to you you, you do have the innate ability as a a a, 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 a sapien <laughs> to um as, as a as a man yeah not a human but as a man you know obviously women include but the idea of a man as opposed to a human i think human humans say um uh oh i i i i'm not a scientist whereas a man who is like the manifestation of god you know god and science maybe they're kind of um two ends of the pole but if you consider yourself a sovereign individual then you you do have the power to say what you think and and uh, and it's only under it's only when you delegate yourself to be under a certain power structure that you have to say oh i'm not a scientist i can't comment i can't comment yes you can you can comment on anything all the time because you are a you're, man <laughs> you're, you're beginning to sound like this is the nascent creation of your religion with your long hair nelkinism born well, you know, here yeah. on today's news talk <laughs> uh, uh, on a saturday morning it's pretty a saturday afternoon sorry uh uh right live unedited uh, and also inspirationally so because uh i feel that we're getting close to the heart of the problem here you're essentially exhorting people to think for themselves well i think that for example the green movement and now the mainstream media is exhorting people to accept the thoughts that are convenient for the state Perhaps the real definition of mainstream media versus non-mainstream media is mainstream media is there to tell you what to think, while the alternative media, the the growing, the nascent media, is here to help you think. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, religion. It, there are lots of parallels and intersections with religion and media, and. Yeah, you, I, earlier you were talking about um, Klaus Schwab getting on his um, private jet to talk about climate change. <laughs> that is exactly the same as paying indulgences to the church for for sinning. And and so, and, and it's fine. You know, I suppose you can you can only find you can only extract entertainment or any sort of like emotional provocation. Or there's only you can only extract like emotional action out of these phenomena by observing it as an individual rather than as a cog in that machine. And it's that uh, emotional engagement that gets interesting conversations to happen. That is that's like the the there, there's the vitality. Whereas I don't I don't envy anyone in the World Economic Forum thing at Davos 
drinking cheap white wine out of a plastic wine glass, trying to make sure they don't get fired for um for accidentally not doing the right paperwork on something that doesn't make any sense anyway. I don't envy them. I don't envy them. That's the thing. You know, it's like slightly, you know, slightly surreal example, which might have been more relevant to to Mr. Junkers, but we won't go down that path. Um, uh, incidentally, break, breaking news: I have just received uh, information from the top of my uh, advising team. Says it says you will not be prosecuted, Lambert. Thank you very much indeed. It's good to know that you're watching as well, because uh, that person would be the first person I go and cry on the shoulder of if, <laughs> if I get prosecuted for what we say here, Ollie. Uh, let's look at what you're saying. The implication is very dark. The implication is that essentially the conspiracy theorists are right, that the establishment will let us do whatever we want. I'm, I'm pushing the debate a little bit further than you have. We, we can say whatever we want as long as it doesn't threaten the uh, the establishment. But once we do, then we could be banged up for a year and shut up because they don't want people to know that the absolute tissue of lies they're saying about climate emergency is exactly that. It seems to me, in essence, Ollie, that we are now creating uh, an authoritarian uh, Orwellian state. I use that phrase a lot because we are heading that way, I think, where I am, I will be called the criminal for saying that the mainstream media are lying and completely, completely junking basic science available to anyone, which shows that human beings can't be wrecking the climate. That's what this article suggests is 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 the way that things are going. Um, I suppose that it, since since the internet has happened, there they used to. I when when I were a lad, there was four channels: BBC One and Two, ITV, and Channel Four, and then there was Channel Five, and then. And then, then after that, some people got Sky Television, but then it was when it so when you got a broadcast media system, then you can only get on that you can only get in front of the camera of that signal chain between the whoever's the director is and the audience. You can only interact with that signal chain of information if you are vetted, and it's a fairly simple system to vet because there's a studio in a physical place that has a security guard on the door and there's a director whose job it is to you know direct the content of the show and you can only get into that very fundamentally simple system with by being vetted so in the age of broadcast but now we're in the age of multicast you know here we are i'm i'm in my spare room on skype talking to you in australia to an international audience this this new this new um, environment is has is a fundamentally more complex thing to manage and control, and so so I, I don't blame. I, I I I understand the the plight of the of of the big state. I understand the plight of the state in thinking we've got to keep. We, oh, it's obvious. Obviously, if, if you're trying to control 60 million people in a country, you're going to have to bend the truth here and there. And, uh, you know, that's understandable. You know, to, to, to keep everybody happy, you're going to have to, you know, there's a lot of give and take that has to go on. And if you're going mm. to be managing a system, an international system of communication between everybody on the planet, mm. then there's a lot that can go wrong. So I understand the, the, the will to, um, 
control it and manage it. Yeah. But it's 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 a farce. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That sets us up very well for, for the next part of the program. A uh, couple of thoughts. First of all, uh, there's someone who feels sympathetic to you. Uh, Seb Dangerfield says, I talk like Ollie Nelkin and receive verbal kickings for being a pedant rather than recognition for performing due analysis. He's a breath of fresh air to me. Uh, Seb's on your side there. I doubt whether that's Klaus Schwab pretending to be Seb. Uh, the other thing I'd say is when you're... When you're uh, exuding a sense of frustration i very much feel that because i do think you put your finger on the button here what they're frightened of is that multi uh multi-broadcasting environment where they can no longer keep the lid on the truth of course some people will say things that i don't agree with but i don't mind that because in a free world i want to hear all the views and then choose the one that i like but that I don't think is where the mainstream media is heading. Could it be, don't answer this now, we'll come back to this in a minute, Ollie. Could it be that the online safety bill has been used as a cover, ostensibly to protect young people from bad content, but as a cover to protect the dying mainstream media from the new green shoots growing up in the barren land that they have exploited to destruction to the point where no one really believes anything that they see hold the thought hold your answer to that ollie uh, lots more comments coming in i'll read some more of them after uh, the break uh, do remember though uh, coming up the uh, uh, next show uh, will be dirk polman uh, with his guest pele neroth taylor fascinating uh, debate going to be had there that'll be our in about quarter of an hour 20 minutes when i finish so don't go anywhere we have a packed program today fresh live unedited and free thinking we are doing the exact opposite of what it sounds like the online safety bill in the united kingdom is trying to protect in the mainstream media this is tnt uh that's today's news talk i'm lembitopic on the lembitopic show see you in a few minutes with his expert analysis and opinion this is tnt radio's timothy shea what a coinky dink Nikki Haley had a record fundraising month in January. January ended last Wednesday, and last Wednesday was the day that Nikki was in Miami Beach meeting with a Democrat billionaire mega donor. Yeah, I'm sure those three things had nothing to do with each other. Right. Tell you something else that has nothing to do with anything, and that's Democrat politicians with R's after their name, like Nikki, like Chris Christie, like Lindsey Graham, like Mitt Romney, like Liz Cheney, Adam Kinziger, you know the type, and Republican values. And yet all of them claim that they are in politics to preserve and uphold Republican values. Now, if you want genuine Republican values, you've got to look at Donald Trump, at the America First agenda. You've got to look at what make America great again really means. It means a rising tide lifts all boats. It means prosperity for regular workaday people, not just elites whose values are more in line with Davos than with those in the Dakotas. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is, Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. 
answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. Lambert Opic on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back. Just a quarter of an hour of me to go, but a lifetime of opportunity to listen to today's news talk. That's TNT uh, all day. Coming up next is Dirk Pullman uh, with his show and his guest, Pelly Neroth-Taylor. You don't want to be missing that. If I've pumped you up into an angry mob, keep that energy going because you're going to have an absolute gold standard treat uh, just after one o'clock UK time. Uh, so don't go anywhere. If you're in Australia, just keep that television or radio on, however you're listening and watching and get involved in the chat. The chat is amazing today. So it's a couple more messages. Sorry, I just haven't got time to go through everything, but do keep it going. I always tell you, if you want the most out of this show, then go to the tntradio.live site. You can phone in if you want, uh, and you can get involved in the chat. Lots of side conversations going. A couple of points here. Blut. Und Boden says the percentage of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is 0.04%. If it drops to 0.02%, then plant life dies. Not true. Not true, Blut und Boden. It's actually 0.015%, but you were close. Uh, the principle is absolutely right. If uh, if we've got to be afraid of anything, it's that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is dangerously low, not dangerously high, dangerously low. And uh, there will come a time, if the human race doesn't uh, exterminate itself before then, that we would be worried about how to put CO2 into the atmosphere, not take it out. That's all going to be covered tomorrow morning with Brian Catt, who is a climatologist with great sense. He has been going crazy about a particular trial in the United States at the moment. It's called Man versus Stein. Um, we'll talk about all of this in detail in the first hour of my show tomorrow. So do make sure, Blut und Boden, that you're listening tomorrow. And here's Seb Dangerfield. I like this very much, Seb. Uh, I said that Seb Dangerfield might be mas- might be Klaus Schwab masquerading under a pseudonym. He says, either that or I get n- dismissed as a troll. Never been suspected of being Klaus Schwab before, though. Ha ha. Maybe I should change my name to Seb Schwab or Klaus Dangerfield. I challenge you to do that. It'll certainly get a few headlines, I think. And give us a laugh here at TNT as well. And um, lots more comments. I won't go any further down. There's a debate about taxis now. Uh, the the passenger on the show today is anything but a passenger. Uh, uh, Ollie Nelkin. Ollie, you've presented a very dystopian future where the online, ironically named, online safety bill could shut down free speech and the on the basis of defending the lies being told to us by the mainstream media how does that make you feel before we talk about the solutions well i i would say it's not all doom and gloom oh no, no it's it's doom and gloom if you are if you rely on the state for your you know, I don't know your mortgage whatever it is if you rely if if you absolutely must do if, if, if yeah if, if it's doom and gloom if you're reliant upon the states but it, but there is opportunity and there's opportunity if you can extract your if you can with extract yourself from that system 
then it, it's free it, it, there's freedom and and it, and it becomes and, and the online safety bill and all those things become just like fun things silly things to talk about in the pub which you know which was made illegal to go to during lockdown but you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's probably why but it, but it's like <laughs> you know a few pints a mile down the pub you get this conversation and it, and it because the, the the only people who can afford a few pints of mild in the pub these days are you know seven pounds a pint most places in london seven quid yeah. you know it's verging on fi a fiver for a coffee on a roadside station you know a, a petrol station fiver for a coffee it's like why don't you just have like a a big hot urn of hot water and a, and some coffee that's like 25p or something the, re the real price of a cup of coffee is 25p, yet we pay £4.50 at a petrol station. The real price of a pint of beer is three and a half quid, but we pay seven because we're paying for rent. Rent is dictated by property prices. Property prices are inflated by the M3 money supply. Anyway, so but if you can extract yourself from that There's a bit economy, of a digression there, Ollie. No, 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 but what I'm, saying, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if you can extract yourself from that economic... Um, nonsense go around then the online safety bill just becomes something that some people in london are moaning about do you know what i mean yes yes but there could be a flashpoint because there's so much vested interest in the uh in the fake climate crisis when you actually start rattling the cage there are billions of pounds and and dollars and euros to be lost because we all know that you can't have a solar and wind powered electricity system for the united kingdom it's just it's a but joke what, what because I'm, you actually have to have a backup. What I'm saying is that those dollars that, that can be lost don't even exist because no. there's no energy to back them up unless you have, unless you dig all the, you know, there's there's a thousand years worth of coal under the, the, the East Midlands, you know, and we could run our economy on that and we could extract ourselves from the Middle East troubles. You know, if we had our in, an independent energy supply, then, you know, then we would get we, we we could uh disconnect from lots of troubles and on all these kind of online safety bill issues are just there to say no 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 there are too many um there are too many irons in the fire to extract ourselves There's, there are too many fake jobs depending on the management of fake crises it's like and there are too many people paying mortgages on houses that don't need a mortgage it, it was all this fake money is just creating these fake problems and it's all like like that oh, i might be sounding <laughs> but, mental but no, no well depends who you are depends who you are my, my feeling is that you're onto something in terms of the energy there is at least uh one trillion liters one trillion liters of uh frackable i was a cubic meter sorry cubic meters of frackable gas under the United Kingdom, that order of magnitude. We have coal, mm. which will see us through till we finally figure out how to do nuclear fusion, which is, has been 30 years away since I was 18. Uh, and and we've also got the capacity to uh, invigorate the environment by releasing CO2 and making the world greener in the same way that gardeners put CO2, pump it, pump it into greenhouses to make the tomatoes bigger. But the problem, returning to the mainstream media and everything that goes with it, seems to be summarized by Hemingway. Let me read to you what he said or she has said. 
Those who once held power to account, namely the left-wing media, have become the gatekeepers of both the establishment and the global status quo. And I would add to that, you may have heard uh, Keir Starmer, now known as Starmageddon, uh, on account of this incredibly <laughs> difficult to understand narrative. He actually said he'd rather be in Davos than in Parliament. He's begging to be let in the door by Klaus Schwab and, and, his, and his cronies. Now, it, could it be, and I'm, I accept, these are my opinions, folks. I always say I'll express opinions. My opinions, these aren't facts. But I'll put it to you, Ollie, that what could be happening is that as the old legacy media tries to self-protect itself by these ludicrously restricted pieces of legislation, the public are saying, actually, I've had enough now. I don't believe you. It's been snowing for most of the last four weeks in the north of England. So actually... Uh, we don't think there's a climate crisis and we don't care about the difference between weather and climate. We don't want to get rid of our old car. And what's going to happen is people will simply switch over. They'll vote with their remote controls. Yeah, the, the, yeah, they're, they'll reach a critical mass of disengagement with, I don't listen to Radio 4 anymore. I was brought up on that. And it's like, oh, it's a, just a scriptorium. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I think just more and more people are disengaging. There, there will be, come a point where there's a critical mass of the public have disengaged with mainstream media and politics as it exists at the moment and it will and that will be the tipping point where and it, it probably it, it's probably in 10 years time when we look back at this period and we go remember all that stuff that was going on and and, and it just sort of tapers off i think it, in in the moment it's emotionally engaging but these things just sort of have a way of dealing with themselves. Well, I'll tell you one good piece of uh, information, and uh, I'm I'm proud of this. It's about TNT. I'm proud of this. TNT uh, is, to me, a comfortable home because it allows me to say what I think. It doesn't tell me to say what I think. It allows me to have people like you who aren't necessarily anti-establishment, but you're pro-freedom of expression. And I don't have to tell you that I agree or disagree. I can just have a debate. This is the kind of debate we would have over a pint of mild in the pub if we could afford it. Exactly. Yeah, and this, this conversation can't happen on, on mainstream media because you, you'd instantly be cutting off saying, no, that all oh, no carbon, no, or whatever, that, that, that it, it isn't, it is, this, is un, this conversation is impossible to have in a mainstream media environment. Uh, and you asked a question 50 minutes ago, what is the definition of tradition of mainstream media? Is this mainstream media? I would say it is, because for me, it's not whether um, some state regulatory body, which is part of the state, tells me that I'm mainstream or not. It's what the public says. Uh, Podbean, mm -hmm. which is one of the ways that TNT, Today's News Talk, measures uh, progress, I'll get you the figure because I asked the uh, I asked the, the team to look into it. Just today's figure, uh, Podbean alone, and that's excluding all the other platforms, reported podcasts have reached 11.132 million downloads of TNT Radio. That's almost 11, well, over 11 million downloads. Just that's just one measure. Now, it seems to me that if Ofcom, which is the state regularity body, which has done very little to help me when I've complained about uh, slander and libel and so forth, the same way that the the press complaints authority is just a joke as far as I'm concerned. They never did any such so sided with the uh, with the newspapers, lo and behold, who pay their salaries. Um, by contrast, so I, I don't believe 
that those are going to tell me I'm mainstream or not. But if if 50 million people in Britain listen to TNT, I would say we're the mainstream. I wouldn't really care what Ofcom says that we are or not. But then what I suspect would happen is the old legacy dying media would gang up with Ofcom and the government saying we've got to shut them down. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know, render unto Caesar what, yes, you know, it's like exactly. that, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, so, I don't think they could oh, do it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they could do it. I think I think what's happened is due to the same technology they try to use to survey us, to spy on us, to watch us. Unfortunately, that genie is out of the bottle for us, too, because you can mm. no longer suppress the opportunity to have free speech. I'm beginning to mm. sound like I'm joining your evangelical Nelkinist uh, <laughs> religion now. But I do think that I'm quite optimistic, actually. I'm much more optimistic than I expected to be after talking with you for an hour about these issues. But I do feel that perhaps we're part, uh, I like to think we are the vanguard, actually, TNT here, today's news talk, uh, in doing this, because we're not frightened to, to, to face up. That's why we're going to go and do a big feature about uh, Julian Assange in London in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, are you mm. are you an optimist or a pessimist? I often ask my guests this about uh, freedom of expression in the media. Yeah, I, well, I'm an optimist in the long term, and in in the short term, it's it's invigorating to get, get so wound up about these things. Do, do, do you know <laughs> what I mean? You know, at, at, at its at its not at its kind of nicest, it's engaging. How how silly it is. At its worst, it well, no, I think perhaps that that indicates that sort of speaks to where I have come to in my kind of life and career, in that I've I've sort of graduated from, or at least progressed. I, I, I've engineered a a place for myself that mm. isn't reliant upon those things that used to upset and scare me, mm. and I, and I think that there one can get out of it. Well, I'm going to, that, that's a cliffhanger to which we will return, Ollie. Uh, you've inspired me to make a program suggestion, which I'm going to do off air later today. Ollie Nelkin, it's a pleasure to speak with you. We didn't even get to talk to what independent film production activities you're involved in. Uh, thanks very much. Hope you felt that you had a free platform. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, um, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to shoot the breeze of the Alambit. I'm glad you, you pulled back from some profane language at least four times, <laughs> <laughs> and I spotted it. Thank you. That's Ollie Nelkin. Brings us to the end of my three hours with you today. But fear not, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Ollie, uh, sorry, Holly, not Ollie. Uh, you saw the play on words about Vanguard. Well spotted. Next time I'll include Black Rock. Coming up next, an absolute delight for you. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Dick uh, Polman with uh, Pelly Neroth Taylor. What about? You'll just have to wait and find out in a few minutes' time. I'm back tomorrow at 9 a.m. We've got an absolute blockbuster show starting with Brian Catt, who is a true climatologist, tells it like it is. Uh, if you're even slightly interested, it will change your views and guarantee that you'll know there's no climate crisis. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Don't miss me. I'm on in just about 20 hours. This is Lempitopic. This was the Lempitopic show. This is today's news talk. That's TNT. See you tomorrow.